welcome to the fourth episode, four episodes, can you believe that, of um, Dan and Jude's Enviro podcast. If you have tuned in before, um, then why are you tuning in again? I have no idea. Are we that good? Uh, joke, of course. If you don't know what we're about, Jude, my colleague over here is going to tell you. Well, we're from SEPO team, which is the Community and Environmental Protection Team at Malvern Hills District Council. And we look into all reports of environmental crime. Wonderful. That should just about tell people what we're about. Um, so today we're going to talk about... All Things Fly. All Things Fly. That sounds like the start of a song. Yeah, oh, fly. Fly fly tipping, fly posting, fly grazing. What, why do we call it fly? That's an interesting... Because we thing. genuinely didn't know, did we? No, we didn't. And we had to look it up. And I did find that the word fly originates from on the fly. So an act carried out by someone whilst on the run. So, you know, somebody who fly tips or fly posts, they're doing it quickly, they're on the go, they're doing it probably without thinking of anybody else other than themselves. We now know the definition of the fly part of fly tipping, but what does the... Tipping bit, men. I suppose it's self-explanatory, but what's the legal definition? The legal definition is the illegal deposit of any waste onto land that does not have a license to accept it. Ah, okay. Oh. Did you hear that? Ah, there's Lucy. Lucy, how are you, Lucy? Lucy, the legislation cow, is mooing once again to tell us that there's a bit about legislation coming up and the legislation we use to um, deal with fly tipping. So the actual legislation is, as with a lot of our work, is the Environmental Protection Act of 1990, particularly Section 33. Now, you really don't want to hear all the sections and subsections because I wouldn't be doing it off the top of my head. I'd be reading it, and it would sound like it and be boring. But if you do really need to know about it, you can find it all online. However, the bit that really interests us is what sort of fines and um, punishments, thank you, chief punishments, we can issue to fly tippers. So what can we do? So fixed penalty notice for fly tipping is £400. So if we find out it was you who did it, your fixed penalty notice would be 400 quid. However, if it goes to court, um, a conviction at court could lead to an unlimited fine or a custodial sentence. Apologies for my chair creaking, and if you pick that up, I was just moving slightly. Yeah, so the, the ones we take to court would be the more serious ones generally. Larger. Larger. People, or yeah. people who um, don't respond to our 108 requests or information, information requests, requests yeah. um, we might say, okay, we'll see you in court. And there they could, as you said, get an unlimited fine. Or even... Prison time. Yeah. Don't want that, do we? Um, we've got a few stats of fly tipping. Um, from the, the latest information available is from 2020, 2021. And in that period of time, local authorities in England, bear in mind that's just England, uh, dealt with 1.13 million fly tipping incidents which is an increase of about 16% from the previous year. There's probably a good reason for that increase, we think, 
Yeah. I mean, what we've all just been through in the last few years, COVID. COVID. Yes, so there it is. everybody stays at home. People want to clear out space so they can work at home. And there's all sorts of household waste that there needs to be getting rid of. People were doing a bit of DIY, etc. Yeah. And of course, the household tips for a very short length of time were shut. They were. And we so, think that's probably why there's an increase. Yeah, I will, we hope that's why. Let's hope we see a reversal in that trend of upward figures. Um, one, one of the other ones is it's, it's about the type of waste. So in that year, um, two-thirds, which is 65% of the fly tips, were household waste. Again, that's an increase of the, on the previous year. But again, for the reasons stated, um, where do you think the most common place for fly tipping is, Jude? Well, for us, in a rural district, it's obviously country lanes and laybys. Yeah, absolutely. And farmers' fields, well, the entrance at least. Yeah. So nationally, it's highways, pavements and roads, which obviously in an urban area, that's where you see your mattresses and your fridges on the corner of streets, isn't it? Um I'm going to have to make a little sign now as I turn over my paper and professionally to read the next page. Uh, so, go on. the most common size for a fly tipping yeah. incident um, was the equivalent of a small van load. Okay. made up of 34% of total incidents, followed by the equivalent of a car boot or less. And that's pretty much the size that we see, isn't it? That is, yeah. I, I would say most of our fly tips are that size and made from household waste. Yeah. Which would indicate that it is household waste that people are having paid to take away, maybe. Or just too lazy to Or just too lazy to the tip. <laughs> we are going to talk a little bit about having your waste taken away shortly, so we will come back to that. But I think there's some more figures, isn't there? Yeah, so local authorities carried out 456,000 enforcement actions Okay. Um, the number of fixed penalty notices issued was 57,600. Um, and the number of court fines issued um, had a total um, value of £440,000. Okay. You would have thought it would be more than that, really. But you would have done that. You would, yeah. I, I've just noticed that a bit we missed about the... There's, um, 39,000 last year, or 4%, were tipper load lorries size. They make a hell of a mess. Yes, they do make a mess. Um, luckily, touch wood, etc., we don't get that many of those. But we have, Adam. We, we have, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and that's when a big tipper truck will come, open the back, tip the, um, the, the back up, and sort of drive, drive. it's all gone. It can block whole roads. Yeah. Or do you remember when we had um, a curtain side lorry type thing just rammed full of rubbish and yeah, then they just left so the lorry? It was basically a whole trailer left, yeah. Yeah, a big lorry trailer, and it was just top to bottom, absolutely crammed with... Yeah. You couldn't have got a, a can of Coke in there, could you, even if it was crushed? No. No. talked a little about the the fly tips we get by the side of the road in gateways um laybys etc but occasionally we do get them 
actually, well, you know, people are up and say there's a fly tip in this farmer's field, for example. So what, what do we do then? Well, for us, it's, um, it's on private land. So it's the farmer's responsibility to get rid of it, of course. But we will investigate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always feel a little sorry uh, when we're saying, sorry, we can't clean it. But then I sort of rationalise it in my head saying, if someone had tipped something in my front garden, I wouldn't expect the council no. to come and pick it up. I would just deal with it myself. It's just I mean, a slightly larger scale, obviously, in a farmer's field. If, if that private landowner contacted the council, I guess I'll definitely give them a price to remove it for them. Yeah. Um, but they would have to, have to unfortunately pay. Yeah. But we were always happy to talk to farmers, landowners about ways to deal or discourage fly tipping and... No, it's Absolutely. often simple things, just like keeping gates locked. Yeah, lock your gates or put something in a sort of potential place where somebody could fly yeah, to. Yeah, leave a trailer in the way or something yeah, over the gateway. Lock things up so that people yeah. can't easily do it. Because they will they will try um, fly tippers, particularly the, the professional ones, if there's an opportunity like that. And we will also occasionally work with farmers in hotspots with um, CCTV, yeah. mobile cctv that sometimes might uh, help catch catch the culprits so yeah. that you know although we don't clear them we don't just wash our hands of it we still want to work with the landowners and the farm owners and we'll still investigate yes and we we'll still take the person uh, to court if there's enough evidence yeah yeah absolutely responsibilities about having waste removed from your house there is a campaign which i believe is actually a national campaign isn't it well it's spreading across the country yeah. very quickly it started down south okay um and it's called scrap fly tipping now jude can let you know what that's all about okay so the scrap campaign covers all sorts of information about illegal dumping of waste but the main most important thing is what the scrap code is and what does scrap stand for so as a person normal person a normal resident um, you should always live by the scrap code so s stands for suspect all waste carriers c stands for check with the environment agency that the provider taking your waste away has got a waste carriers license and is all uh, registered with them you can do that online or on the telephone R, refuse unexpected offers to have your waste taken away. So sometimes people might pull up and say, I see you've got a lot of rubbish by the side of the house. Do you want me to take it away? It's 50 quid. Um, A, ask what's going to happen to your waste. Ask what, where are they going to take it? What are they going to do with it? And P, P stands for paperwork. So you should get a receipt um, for anybody taking your waste away. And hopefully, if you keep to that code, that will cover you if your waste did get flighted by somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Because if we did find, you, for example, your name and address and something, um, and we ask you how it got there, and you said, oh, I paid John to do it, it's still your responsibility. Um, you've still got a duty of care of your waste. So the way that you can um, act on that duty of care is to make sure that you've gone through that scrap code, like Jude just said, and if you've done all those things in that code, then obviously you've taken reasonable steps to 
ensure that your scrap is being dealt with or your your waste is being dealt with correctly. Well, to be fair, we get a lot of our fly tips are people who have paid somebody fifty quid to get rid of something. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and and people aren't aware of of their responsibilities under that that code, which is one you know one reason why we're doing things like this and the scrap code. Make people aware. So spread the word, people, so people don't fall for... I don't want to say Dave again, because I feel like I'm picking on Dave. No, well, There's, an offer that's too good yes, to refuse. Yes. You know, a, man, a man or person from the pub. I'm not yeah. even going to say man, a person. Not yeah. in the pub, anywhere. I mean, and, and certainly if you, if you are going to give it to a man a person. in the pub, a person in the pub. Um, or other drinking you know, establishments are available. You've got to make sure that, that they are a waste carrier, that they're going to get rid of it properly, get a receipt for it, ask what they're going to do with it, and, uh, you know, don't just pay them 50 quid and let them get on with it. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting on on the same subject is if you're having a, I don't know, for example, a new bathroom fitted or some building work, you need to check that your builder or, or the contractor, whoever's doing the work in your house, has got this uh, waste carrier's licence because they need to dispose of their waste um, my mind's gone completely bank to the right word. Well, responsibly. responsibly, thank you. Yeah. That is the word I wanted to use, but I just could not think of it. And quite yeah. often, um, somebody coming to your house will say, "You know, I can do that work for you, but I can't take that waste away." Yeah, and and that's and that's what that. a lot of the reason why because it's um, easy, easier for them to just not get involved with that side of things. So Dan, if I've um, if I've had a new appliance, yes. And I've got a big item that I need to get rid of. Like, like a fridge, for example. <laughs> like a fridge, for example. Good example. Um, and I can't get the tip. What can I do? Well, if you wait till the end of this podcast, there's some amazing advice on this type of thing in the form of um, a song. Yeah. However, until we get to that, um, you can use so for, for bulky waste, which is what we'd say things like fridges, sofas, or TV, whatever, mattress. mattress yes, um, you 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 get most councils. Um, Malvern definitely do have a bulky waste collection service, and they will, for a fee, take away items of bulky furniture or materials. So that's quite useful to know. Yeah. What about um, green waste? Oh, green waste. How many times we hear people say, "Oh, it's only a little bit of earth, or it's only a few leaves, or some cuttings." When it's not really, is it? No. Now, green green waste really, really, really annoys me. Because green waste, people think it's just not harmful, you know. But it's definitely not a victimless crime. You know, green waste is often dumped at the roadside or in ditches. Um, and this can block watercourses, which means what? Flooding, I presume. Yeah, so it means that you're putting other people at risk of flooding and it also um, dumping green waste that isn't normally there it can have a really damaging effect on native plants it can alter the biodiversity of an area and it really can put wildlife at risk so you know green green waste is fly tipping yes so don't do it what you can do is get yourself a, a brown bin. A brown bin Again, it sounds like we're on a sales pitch here for the council. But there again, there are other, other providers provide the service, but we do provide a service to the council of garden waste collection. Yeah, uh, I 
think pretty much all councils. I think most councils do. I know um, my my other councils, yeah. um, £30, £35 around that type of money. If you've got a garden and you're generating green waste, it's worth worth paying that that little bit of money for. And the, the the other waste that we could talk about is is commercial waste where obviously if you're in a commercial enterprise business you must have a system of getting rid of your waste legally through a business waste collection service because they will provide you with all those uh, the paperwork we're talking about you know the the tickets and the receipts yeah which is something that you um, need to do you can't just tick it in your However small your business is, you can't just stick it in your black bin with your household rubbish. No, or or even stick it in a landfill. No. Insight into uh, what fly tipping is. Um, hopefully, it's given you a little bit of stuff to think about, scrap code. But Dan, what's the uh, the worst? Or the best, the or, best the, the or the most memorable. My favourite fly tip was. <laughs> fly tip you've ever been. Are you sitting comfortably? Well, one that does always stick in my mind. It was actually one that you, you and myself went out to, and it was a fridge freezer, chest fridge freezer, that was tightly bound with like rope and gaffer tape. And even as we pulled up in the van, it to be fair, it was quite a hot day, and obviously the fridge freezer was not plugged in at this point. Um, it. Is an almost indescribable smell. And loads and loads of blue bottles. I genuinely thought that there was a body in the fridge freezer. And to my shame, I pretty much refused to go and have a look. And I, again, pretty much forced you to get out and look. So, yeah, so out, out the van I get, uh, nose covered, gagging all the way up to this chest freezer. I remember cutting the gaffer tape and um, peering inside, expecting to see dead Dan, body. Dan, Dan had convinced me that there was going to be somebody murdered in this fridge freezer, but unfortunately it wasn't it. Well, fortunately, fortunately, there was no dead body, but there was lots and lots of dead meat, um, uh, not of the human kind, um, in the fridge freezer, which was well rotted. It was, and... Well, I can still smell it now if I think about it, but we genuinely could, just from it being on our clothes and stuff, smell it all the way back. That was like right on the other end of the district, wasn't it? Out it was. sort of right on the Shropshire border almost, I think. I think we had all the windows down we did. the whole way Yeah, home. and it, it stank. Um, other, other memorable ones, I've seen sadly plenty of the ones we were describing earlier where a truck just opens its tail and drives down the road tipping its load. And they're, they're always, uh, you get a panic call saying, the road's blocked. Hmm. I mean, we went through a bit of a stage where we used to get loads and loads and loads of tyres. Yes, I mean, we are tyres. I remember once we counted, it was oh. about 100 tyres in one yeah, flight. Yeah, in one flight tip. That was interesting. That was interesting, yeah. There, There is some interesting ones. I mean, I, I had an interesting, I, sometimes with a flight tip, it's the whole investigating where it's come from and uh, and it's amazing the stuff that you can tie to find out where it's come from so we had a we had a i was on my own i think it was during covid actually right at the very beginning i think it probably was and, yeah. um, and there was a sofa and a tv and a tv box 
and a barber's chair is dumped in a in an alleyway, a, a sort of ditch at the side of yeah. the country lane. And um, there was did actually find a name and address within this fly tip. And the address, funnily enough, was above a barber's shop, um, which sort of tied in the barber's yeah, chair, yeah. you know. And then I did put the name into uh, Facebook to see whether anybody had that name on Facebook. And believe it or not, somebody did who did live in the area where these two, the address suggested and uh, looked on their page and found some photographs. And the same sofa was on quite a few of their photographs during parties that were held in this uh, establishment. Um, so as an officer investigating that, you know that you're on the right track, that you've got the right person. And actually, it could be very difficult for them at a pace interview to actually say, no, it wasn't me. I believe because, they call that bang to rights. <laughs> yeah. Um, and although, you know, we might, we don't use things like Facebook or whatever as, as real hard evidence, but it's a great... Um, yeah, it, it confirms suspicions. Absolutely. So then, you know, you bring them into a pace interview, it's very hard to um, to deny that um, you did it. That's a, a new phrase, I think, for our listeners, possibly, oh, a pace interview. Yeah. yeah. So um, do you want to describe what a pace interview is or shall I? I you, you should. Oh, thanks. So a pace interview is where we interview people under caution. So uh, it's it's quite serious by that point. We, we, we're, we're asking them that, you know, anything they say can and will be used in evidence in court basically so it really puts the onus on them to tell us the truth and if they don't and also the interviews are recorded they are recorded yes proper with like in a police interview situation we've got you know all the that equipment um we can also do we have physical pace interviews where people come in and we do them but we can do them um via letter as well over the post so it's the same rules apply you're effectively being interviewed under caution and that then is submissible in court and evidence. Now, you don't have to turn up to a PACE interview. However, we'd always highly suggest that you do whatever you're going to say, because if you don't, obviously, it goes to court. That's going to not look very good for you at all. It could be a whole lot worse if you get to court. Yes, absolutely. Maybe we should do um, future episodes all about PACE interviews, actually. That might be well, a good we idea. Could, yeah. we, we could do one of those. But I think in the meantime... We've probably waffled on enough and we should leave the good listeners as is usual with, with a wonderful song. A song. Was this our, this our second? I think this is probably our second song. Yeah, I think it was. It was our second song. Yeah. Um, early days. Yeah. I particularly like the video to this because one of the monkeys is in it. Not the monkeys. Not as in, we're here with the monkeys. Not them dudes. That'd be a coup, wouldn't that it? would be a coup. That would be a coup. It would be very tricky these days as well, I think. Um, <laughs> So we'll leave you that. Uh, so if you've been listening, thanks. And Thank um, please subscribe, etc. Spread us on networks like Facebook and other social media to try and up our listenership if possible. But yeah, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What shall I do with me old cooker? What shall I do with me old fridge freezer? What shall I do with me smelly mattress? Chuck it in, in a lay-by. Oh no, don't do that. Oh no, don't do that. Oh no, don't do that. Take it to the tip. But the tip it's miles away. But the tip it's miles away. But the tip it's miles away. What, what shall I do with it? With it?
Book yourself a bulky waste collection. Book yourself a bulky waste collection. Book yourself a bulky waste collection. Details on our website. Can I use a man with a van? Can I use a man with a van? Can I use a man with a van? Take my waste away. Only if he's got a waste car's license. Only if he's got a waste car's license. Only if he's got a waste car's license. Always ask to see it. There's no, no excuse for fly tipping. No excuse for fly tipping. No excuse for fly tipping. Keep our district.